0: Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted word of God from the throne of grace. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Revelations chapter 7, I'll read from verse 1 to 3. I need you to stay with me. It may be some reads before we deal with what God wants us to deal with today. And my my contemplation this evening will be, get out of the order room. And put your foot on it. Amen. So get out of your hiding place and put your foot on it. That's the idea behind this. Revelation chapter 7 verse 1 to 3. says, after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth. Now this is the disagreement between theologians and scientists. Because Revelations shows us here that there are four corners of the earth. But uh, science shows us that the earth is... A circle, right? Holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor the sea, nor any tree. Verse 2. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hot the earth and the sea. Verse 3. Saying, hot not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. Particular emphasis will be verse one, with Revelation chapter seven. It says, "Can you give me?" And the, after this things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth. The next read will be Acts chapter twenty-six, if you have okay. it. Uh, Hallelujah. Touch your neighbor and say, you'll be blessed today. So tell the neighbor you're coming out from your corner. Yeah. The, 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 the anointing that will be released today is the anointing to take over. And it's not for everybody. If you do not want it, you can go home without the anointing to take over. But I strongly believe that there are 4, 5 people, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, or 20 people in this room who, like Dr. Phil already mentioned, I, trust me when I say this, I'm not saying this to excite you, have no point to prove in standpoint. I will still preach anyways, if I come to Abuja. But I'll tell you the truth, there's an anointing to take over. When the anointing of takeover comes upon you, it moves you from the back to the front. Yeah, it moves you from obscurity to notoriety. And I know what I'm talking about. And I strongly believe that we have Davids in this room who have been killing the lion and the birds in the secret place. But it is time for their showing forth. If you are the David, say Amen. Amen. I think David's around here. This people slipping. If you are the David, say Amen. Amen. And that gripper said twenty six verse twenty six. Acts twenty six verse twenty six, please. Acts 26.26 Okay, I'll read from here. Acts 26 verse 26 For the king knoweth of these things This is Paul speaking, I believe. Behold whom also I speak freely for I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him. For this thing that was done was not done in the corner was not done in the other room. was not done in a hidden or a secret place. Is that in your Bible? So let's see the other room in Acts now. It's my last reading. Um, Acts chapter 1. If you find Acts chapter 1, um, then there will be one more read. Acts chapter 1 from verse 13 and 14. Amen. Acts 1.13 And they were come in and they went up into the other room. Did you see that? And we abode with Peter, Apostle Peter, Apostle James, Apostle John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and the Simeon, the Zelot, and Judas, the other brother, um, the brother of James. Verse 14, please. This all continued. So the purpose and the place of the other room for us who are believers is a place of prayer, supplication with women and Mary and the mother of Jesus with his brethren. The pro- problem with the church is not that we have not prayed enough or we have not fasted enough, but we have begun to dwell or stay in our other room. And the Spirit of God said to me, whilst I was preparing for this meeting, tell them to come out from the other room and put their foot on it amen so i'll read my last reading is joshua chapter 1 verse 3 joshua chapter 1 verse 3 amen um and this i want I, I want us to read together one two three go no that's that's too weak that one has no number come let's read again one two three go every place that the soul of your foot shall tread upon that i have given unto you as i said unto Moses. Amen. So touch your neighbor and tell your neighbor, put your foot on it. Put your foot on it. Go to four people, tell them, put your foot on it. Put your foot on it. Say, put your foot on it. Put your foot on it. Amen. Amen spirit of god we thank you for the privilege to stay in your presence we bless you for the unction to preach and to teach we ask that you give your people understanding as you give me all utterance and nebleness of mind do your bidding in this service break yokes destroy burdens at the end of the service push us to our destiny in jesus matchless name we have prayed and the standpoint church said "Amen." amen You may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Now, the four corners of the earth um, can be contradistinctive. to so the scientific proof of the earth being um, in the shape of a circle. But if you look at that scripture just the way it is with the four corners of the earth, you would miss the interpretation that God wants us to learn this evening. The four corners of the earth, God was speaking about the four systems or the four pillars of the earth. There are two distinct pillars, sets of pillars in the scriptures. You find the four corners and the four pillars, and then you will find, the devil is just angry, and, and then you find the seven pillars of the earth. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay, that's fine. So if you find uh, Paul talking about the four corners of the earth, he was talking about the four pillars. You are sitting on the chair, and the chair you are sitting on has four pillars so it's saying there are four systems of the earth that keeps um, the earth together and If you are a child of god and you are born again it is important for you to understand that you can't just dwell in your secret place of prayer alone as much as that is very important to us but having prayed having fasted having believed god for everything in the secret place it is time to get out of the secret place and put your foot where god wants it to be if you believe say amen so I'll share the four pillars with you because I need to rush. I want us to pray a little bit today. God help us. One of the four pillars is the politics. When Paul speaks about we we'll wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we we'll wrestle against principalities and powers. God is interested with the church taking over the politics and the polity of our day and time. One of the things they've taught us so much in church is that we're church people, so we stay in church, we die in church, we live in church, we breathe church. So the bible says you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world you are not the salt in the church or the light in the church the reason the church has become too harsh in this day and time is because we have too much salt in the church the church is not the place for salt. The Bible says we are the salt of the earth, not the salt in the church. The reason we can't see clearly every time we come to church is because we have become the light in the church and that is not the intention for God of God for us. The intention of God is that we become salt in the earth and light in the world. I know you say every now and again, politics is a dirty game. I agree with you, but I'll say to you, politics is dirty because of the people that are in politics and god is depending for uh, looking on a generation like you and i who come into politics with the kingdom mindset to say we are here and um, but we are here to make a difference in our world god is depending on people who are passionate about nigeria who are not just interested in doing the paralysis of analysis when you complain about everything and you know how to talk about everything and you know the solution to the country right in your bedroom, but guess what? You do nothing about it god is interested in politics the second pillar that i will speak about today is the economy the economy is so important to the church because the bible says through prosperity will the gospel be spread abroad so if we have a church that is not economically strong then there is a problem and a big problem with the faith that we preach because the bible says god delights in the prosperity of his saints the next pillar you fine is the pillar of non is cultural and education is culture and education education because it is formal and informal education guess who falls into this category of ed- formal and informal education the entertainers, the singers the fashion designers, the makeup people you are giving education informally or formally you think you woke up this morning and you dressed yourself to work or you dressed yourself to church this evening, no, some somebody already fused something into your mind some months ago whilst you were watching a movie and you saw some guy dressed in a certain way and you didn't have it but guess what when you went to shop the next day you you bought that blue shirt you bought that black suit you bought everything that you saw without you knowing that you were reacting to something that has been programmed in your mind so look at the church we are trying to dress like what we see on tv we are trying to talk like what we see on TV because whether or not you believe it, Hollywood, Nollywood, Bollywood, they are directly or indirectly informing, shaping our generation, our culture and our education. It is a big problem in this day and time because you find that TVs are raising more kids than the mothers of our day and time. So our mothers leave us to TV and they will watch all kinds and will begin to sound like them talk like them dress like them because we saw them on tv so one of the pillars that the church needs to take advantage of is the entertainment industry formal and informal education the next set of pillar is the church the prevailing faith and the dominant religion of our day and time i think we've gotten this part well because nigeria is such a churchy country but guess what we have no power in our administration we have no power in the economy we have no power even in formal and informal cultural education who understands what i'm talking about this evening so we get the faith part very well but we have missed our economy we've missed our education we've missed our our principality have missed rulership it bothers me I don't know about you when you come into a city and uh, it it took God uh, I don't know whether to say it here it took God for some fathers of the faith of the land and the state that I came from um, Lagos State uh, who said Lagos State cannot be the epic center of the church and we keep having a Muslim governor it just doesn't make sense if Lagos is the epic center it is is moved from Texas it has moved from Dallas it has moved from Atlanta it is Lagos the biggest church in the world is in that axis the biggest congregation in the world is in that axis the biggest and the biggest of everything in church the biggest gospel concert some weeks from now is in that axis but guess what it took men of god in that region to say enough is enough you cannot tell us that there's no none from us that can rule us because the church has to be involved it's not enough for you to sit down and complain about the economy complain about the polity complain about society without you doing anything about it I'm believing God that there's somebody here who God is shaping and preparing you to take over governance in Abuja, in Lagos some of you need to come into the senate you need to do some things for Jesus you just want to stay in your other room pray fast, believe God and just talk about the problem without doing anything about it the devil is a liar god is about to raise a generation and the people who will be passionate for change who will just talk about it but want to do something about it touch your neighbor and say put your foot on it say put your foot on it the Bible is so complete the Bible has four Gospels it's called Matthew Mark, Luke John the theologians we agree with me that Jesus in the book of Matthew was described predominantly as the king of kings so if you find Matthew Christ is expressed as a political person as somebody who is in governance in the book of Matthew he was expressly emphatically called the king of kings the Lord of Lords so Jesus was expressed in Matthew in matthew as the ruler and the king of the land if you go to mark jesus is expressed as the economist because he was doing a lot of service in mark he healed a lot of six sick people in the book of mark when you talk of the service industry talks of the economy he had the economy on lockdown mark is expressing a different side of jesus as the man who was in charge of the economy in the book of mark but in the book of matthew you find matthew describing jesus as the king of kings predominantly showing us that jesus is both king and is both in the economy but if you look at the book of luke because luke was a physician as a doctor he described jesus as a humanitarian so you find jesus now as the king of kings you find him now as the economist you find him now as the humanitarian in the book of luke but when you come to john john described jesus as divine Ah, so this speaks of the four pillars that Jesus doesn't want to be introduced, recognized to the church as someone who is just divine. In John chapter 1, he had no genealogy, no explanation. He just said in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among men. He described Jesus strictly as someone who was divine. But Mark's revelation about Jesus was economical. Luke's revelation about Jesus was humanitarian. That means formal and informal education. But Matthew Describes him predominantly as the king of kings. To buttress my point, if you read Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 10, Ezekiel talks about the lion, the ox, the man, and the eagle. The lion speaks about authority, the ox speaks about economy, the man speaks about cultural and informal education, the eagle speaks about divinity. So, you find throughout the scriptures, you find Christ is being revealed to us as somebody who is in government, who has politics, who has economy, who has, there's a church has just been in the place where we are comfortable about our lives, our prayer lives. We just want to be there and you do not want to do anything about it. But it is time for us to arise and take the polity of our nation. Um, I strongly believe that when the anointing of takeover is released today, there is somebody in this room whom you will be prepared for governance it will shock you how you'll be recommended from one place to the other and god will bring you to the place when god wants to prepare you for governance he throws you into the corridors of power you 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 you're in the place this person i'm talking about you're in the place where you know a senator or two you know this person or the other you have information because when god starts speaking start throwing you in a direction he gives you information touch your neighbor say information So I am very particular. Do you know how powerful it would be if a member, a a true saint of God becomes the FCT minister in Abuja? A true child of God. How can we have a nation like this and we are 50-something percent Christians but uh, we are not in the corridors of power? Our opponent, however, will tell you that politics is stronger than governance. Politics is stronger than their religion. So they will go after politics. They will stay in the place of power whilst you and I stay in our other room and pray. For God to intervene. But you need Esther's in the palace. Don't worry, if you came to shout, you will get this soon. I'll talk about the seven pillars of, of that you find in the scripture, the seven mountains in the scripture. Um, one would be, I'm um, going to run through it, Ar- the mountain of Ararat, the mountain of Moriah, the mountain of Sinai, the mountain of Kamel, the mountain of Haman, the mountain of Calvary, um, and then the mountain of Zion. In that explanation, it is government, it is economy, education as fair, families fair, religious fair, celebration fair, and that talks about entertainment, that talks about those of you who are into fashion whether or not you like it, your fashion is redirecting and is educating people. If you are a child of God, you are in that industry, you have no business doing something that globalizes everything that should be privatized, uh, if you know what I mean. Yeah, because you should be an example of Christ in any sector that God has placed you. You are reminded today that you are salt of the earth and light of the world. Stop trying to drag tsp with pastor ideal and pastor uh, phil and the rest this is not your church Our, our assignment here is to equip you to take your church anointing and christ amplify that thing you do hashtag with all the time it is not needed in tsp sundays and wednesday you need to go to the business place and amplify christ you would not like me today, but I'll tell it. You, you, I hear others, uh, my, 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 my Christian life is different from my business life. My business life is different from my social life. <laughs> Which life did Jesus die for? I, I, I'm very confused about uh, the lives that you have. Since you have become schizophrenic with many lives and many expressions of yourself, my friend, Jesus died for your life. Uh, and the life you now live is no longer yours. It is Christ who lives in you. So Christ needs to be expressed in our politics politics, in our government, in our systems, in our economy, where at the gospel dangote of this day and time. There is somebody in this room that God wants to trust with so much money. Oh God father because they don't need it i receive it in the name of jesus you know and it's the money in my life right now tsp they are rich enough father just bless me bless me indeed there's somebody in this room that god wants to entrust you with so much money the bible says mm, holy ghost ideal i find out in the scripture that the bible says you can't serve god and mammon mammon is money or the spirit of money It's interesting that the Bible did not compare God with the devil. Because if you put God, the devil, and money, a lot of us will just leave God and devil because we don't want to be involved in their problem. And just choose money. Yes. It's the love of money. It's not money that's the root of all evil. You need to have money. Touch your neighbor and say, You need money so let 's talk I know we are going to heaven we don 't need money. The church is talking too much about money. The people who talk like that are actually broke because if you're rich, you would see more reasons why you need money. So touch your neighbor and say, if you don 't want money, I need more money in my life. so the government the the mountain of the, the governmental mountain is key the economy mountain is key the education mountain is key the family mountain is key the devil is fighting families seriously um, uh, man men are beginning to see on other men as attractive have a big problem with us with all the beautiful ladies in this world uh, but there's a problem you, you you think that is just civilization no that is the devil trying to mess up with the family front where a man or a child now has parents as john and joseph there is dysfunctionality God wants us to fix the family how do you fix the family by making sure you get your family right and be an example for those of you who are married the Bible says let the married ones teach the younger ones how to behave you all just know how to cook noodles alone you can do jello fries like many you have a problem you need to know how to fix your home and that is the problem so you see the sister in church she's beautiful she's coverlini she's everything when she gets home she's a knife not a wife the devil is messing up with our family and there's the religious fair, we need to understand that our gospel must be the prevalent gospel in our day and time. There's the celebration fair, there is the media's fair and this is important as a round up because we live in a system where everybody right now is, uh, is a journalist because of social media. There's something that you have to contribute. Ah, the former president suffered from that. He came out, he became president at the era when social media became, um, um, was proliferated in day time, so everybody tried uh, their expressive um foolishness of wisdom on him and just spoilt him and just you know I, i i pity the man but we live in a day and time where that is strong and you see Christian brothers, Christian sisters, go on the media and talk about our faith in a very, very bad light. Do you see an imam talking about another imam in a bad light? But pastors who pick up their mics in church and tear down another pastor. That's not what we stand for in TSP. Yeah yeah you can clap if you want to clap yeah that's not what we stand for in tears. speak and, and 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 this is this and this is a big problem with the church because we do not understand that our, our strength is in our unity we do not appreciate that and so we, we guess what we do now we we recycle members we are not depopulating hell Oh God. So people move from uh, Redeem Throne of Room Parish To Redeem Elevation Parish uh, they have, they have, they have From Redeem Elevation Parish, Parish To TSP And when TSP is not calling fire To fall from heaven They go to a Mountain of Fire And when the Mountain of Fire does, is not working Then they go to Dunamis And when Dunamis is not working I need to be a winner And then they go to Winner So what we are doing We are recycling believers We are not preaching the gospel We are not depopulating hell Big us the prevalent faith of this day and time and the gospel of jesus christ has not been preached it is just coming to the church in nigeria and those of us who preach the gospel of jesus christ we are receiving bullets from left right center because of the legalists of this day and time who believe that you need to do something to stay righteous who believe that you need to earn your salvation by walking your own salvation with fear and trembling when the bible says it is god who walks in you but to win and to do of the good pleasure and they have a problem with us because they call us christians but believe me people of god have not found that word in the scripture jesus never called us christians uh, apostle paul who's your john Ray of christian philo- philosophy never called us christians uh, nobody called us christians we were called believers believers because we believe on the finished work of calvary we are called beloved because we are loved of the father we are called saints that's the biggest problem. Uh, Dr. Fee. they don't have a problem with us being called believers. They don't really have a problem with us be, being called beloved. But when you use the word saints, they have a problem with it. So you go to churches, and at the, the beginning of the service, like we just started, let us pray that um, our sins will not hinder the move of God today. Brah, Which sin are you talking about? We come boldly into the throne of grace by the blood of Jesus. So, to being when you say you, you are saints means that you have been sanctified by the blood of Jesus. They have a problem with it. And if you're a legalist here, I have an argument with you in Luke chapter 15. The Bible talks about the lost sheep, talks about the lost coin, then talks about the lost son. The lost sheep, the Bible says a man had 100 sheep. One strayed away. He left the 99 and went after the one who strayed away with courage. So I need to ask you legalist, what did the sheep do to be found? Was it the sheep who went around looking for the master or the master went around looking for the sheep? It is the love of God that brings us to repentance. And we need to preach this gospel. As I'm saying, it, it is, it is, it is, it is it's a problem for some legalists and I get it because you have been stuffed with the law and judgment. So the next argument would be the man-woman who had 10 coin and one left. The significance of 10 is completion or completeness because when you remove one from 10, it becomes nine. If a child can count one, one to ten, that's all the child needs to know how to count. Because eleven is one one, twelve is one two. 13 is 1-3. So 1 to 10 is very significant. She lost one coin. The Bible says she turned on the light. We spoke about the light yesterday. And then she swept her house and she found the coin. So please, the legalists, what did the coin do to be found by the woman? Nothing. You were lost. The Bible says when you were lost in sin, Christ died for you. And so you must be sure of the gospel. The the boy who is called the prodigal son, the Bible says he left the house. Um, He wanted that which was his. And the Bible says he met messed up so bad one day he said he the Bible says he came to himself. Where did he go to before? he came to himself and says i will go to my father's house for your people who are my father's house who are servants and they do not eat what i eat he said that in his heart he went to the father's house it was not the boy who came to the father it was the father who saw the boy from afar and ran towards the boy yeah there was the father who kissed him guess what uh, dr shola the speech that he had rehearsed to tell the father he did not have to say Oh God, he did not have to say. He had said, I will go to my father and I will say, Father, I'm not worthy to be called your son. Make me one of your servants. As soon as he said, Father, I have sinned against you and God, the father says, Okay, change this robe, change this garment, change his name. Yeah, you there. Yeah, change his name. Gave him a ring. Yeah. Then kill the fatted kayabosha. Can I talk about the skin again? For a moment what i've read the scripture over and over again and never occurred to me that the reason the boy was easily forgiven quickly was because there was a substitute in the ram that was killed you missed it so the father was saying to the boys okay i, I already killed the ram for you it's fine come back home blessed be god Ooh and a man also. i already killed the lamb for you come back home the gospel that's why dr phil is very pivotal to this age and this time because the gospel needs to be preached god came into a ground and said this is holy ground what did the ground do to be holy Moses, he, um, Moses, pulled up this ground. What did the ground worship God in spirit and in truth and in righteousness? God called it holy. So, if you do not have a problem with God calling the ground holy, why do you have a problem with God calling me holy? <laughs> huh, let's 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 do this and so uh, when when (laughs) you're feeling it i hear you thank you and so when you talk about the media people just go can you can you help me with second samuel let me show you something about media before i wrap up i need us to pray Alaba Second Samuel chapter one verse fourteen. Second Samuel chapter one verse fourteen. So for those of you who are uh, private journalists, you 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 just know how to tweet about everything, talk about everything, talk about that pastor, that uncle. Let me show you. Second Samuel chapter one verse fourteen. Stay with me. Can, can, can we just teach a little bit before we preach? Is that fine? And David said unto him, Now let me give you the background background of the story. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Saul. Who was chasing David? watch this. watch this. Saul died in battle, but Saul killed himself. So Saul laid upon his sword and was dying. This man saw Saul dying and maybe wanted to please David. I service. and said, "Ah, Saul is dying." Then Saul set him up by saying, "Kill me. This pain I'm feeling is too much." He too felt like, ah, this is a win-win situation. I killed Saul, I'm in a good place with David. But anyways, it was Saul who sent me to... And then, killed Saul. Then this man, the wisdom of this man, he came to David, Dr. Phil to report himself. Watch this. And David said unto him, How was thou not afraid to stretch forth thy hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? Next verse, next verse, next verse. And David called one of the young men and said, Go near and fall upon him. And he smote him and he died. After he brought the report to David, he said, So really, you were not afraid, even when he told you to kill him. And you now came and you are telling me that you killed Saul. So that I make you the minister in charge of what? (laughs) So David said, fall upon him. Next verse, next verse, next verse. And David said unto him, Thy blood be upon thy head. For thy mouth has testified against thee, saying, "I have slain the Lord's anointed." Verse seventeen. And David lamented with this lamentation over Saul and over Jonathan his son. Verse eighteen. Verse eighteen. Also he bade them teach the children of Judah to use the bow. Behold, it is written in the book of Joshua, verse eight, verse nineteen. I won't deal with that today. For the beauty—this is David crying in pain. This is a man who pursued him for years. Saul. This is a man who almost killed david o for years. This is a guy who deprived David from entering his rest for years. He says, the beauty of Israel is slain upon the high places. How are the mighty fallen? Next verse. He says, tell it not in Gath. Publish it not in the street of Askelon. Do not tweet about it. Shut up. That's what David was saying. Keep that scripture there. It says, tell it not in Gath. Gath is called the wine press. You know what the wine press of this is? The Beepalo. Tell it not in Beepalo. Publish it not in the streets of Ascalon. It says, lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice and the daughters of the uncircumcised triumph. So I submit to you that the way Saul died was a coded gist in Israel because David killed it. Don't tell it to anybody. Let this happen in this day and time. What the Lord has done for me. Can you see the way my enemies were slain? But he understood that. See, this thing will not benefit the body, the problem with the media. It's time to get out of the corner. If you read Acts chapter 19 very well, Dr. Phil, Paul had his apostles and spoke to them about Jesus but even in the corner, he never made impact. When he went to the school called Tyrannos, it was a public business place like Lagos Business School, and began to teach there for two years. It was then the gospel went abroad. It's not enough for us to gather in this other room every Sunday and Wednesday. It's important that you take the gospel to your marketplace. And publish the name of the Lord in your sector. And not just to stay in this place and amplify Christ on your t-shirts only. And on Sundays and Wednesdays, go to your office. Let your other neighbor in the office know that there is something about... How do you take over a system? Two, Two factors. I'm running late. I need us to pray. Salt and light. Salt is felt, not seen. So when you enter a sector, you enter unnoticed. But you are salt. You are just there. Until they say, ah, that person is a Christian. Okay, no wonder. She talks different. She dresses different. She behaves different because you are salt. You are not shouting. When you have affected our salt well, then you become light. Very obvious. So are you salt in the system that you have found yourself? Because every one of us fall into this four system, politics and government, the economy, informal and formal um, education, and our faith, religion. You are there. So you need to ask yourself the question are you amplifying christ in that direction in that place that you found yourself do you understand that and so it is important for us to leave the confines of our private place and come to the place where we need to put our foot on it i don't know what you do but the lord sent me to tell you it is time to take over it is time to overtake the bible says arise and shine for the light is come and the glory of the lord is risen upon you for yeah the set time to have mercy upon zion has come and the set time for zion's favor it is now i don't know who you are i don't know where you're sitting i don't know what you do but the lord sent me to prophesy to somebody i don't know if you're in this aisle or that Isle. I don't care what sector of business that you are involved in, but the Lord sent me to tell you if you get out of this other room today and put your foot on the business place, I don't care what you do real estate, makeup industry, the advertising industry, oil and gas, business, banking and finance that if you go there and you put your foot on it and call this the dwelling of the Lord and make an altar dead to the Lord, God will give you territories that you have not imagined in your life. I don't know who you are. is your time for, take over, slap somebody, Holy Ghost I five, and tell them it's time to take over, it's time to take over. Look for four people, wake them up and tell them it's time to take over. Tell them it's time to take over, 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 it's it's time to take over. You may may be seated. When when it's time to take over, I, I need you to understand that, Uh, the bible says anywhere that the soles of your foot shall tread upon god has given it to you Ah gosh. I'm about to close anywhere the soles of your food shall tread upon the Lord has given it to you I don't care what you do what industry you are the Lord is saying I've given you the land it's time to take over it's time to take your place in the land I prophesy to somebody I don't know what aisle you are you have, you've been sitting in the back for long enough the Lord is saying it's time to push you forward if you believe say amen somebody. Ala bakata pa kataboso, e deboshta. TSP is time to take over. Ala baboso prehenda bigodosha, tigabato. TSP I said it's time to take over. I said it's time to take over. It is time to take over. Hallelujah joshua chapter 1 verse 3 the bible says concerning joshua it says every place that the soul of your foot shall tread upon that i have given unto you as i have said unto moses it is important to note here dr phil that the bible did not say any place that the sole of your feet josh it says any place that the sole of your foot ah so that suggests to me that joshua had one leg and i'll prove that to you in a while i have two theories to prove that to you and give me while i will explain the theologians that i agree with said uh, joshua had been involved in the battle that he lost one leg in the battle that's why in joshua chapter 1 verse 5 god gave joshua extra encouragement uh, by saying to joshua there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of your life Uh, as i was with moses so I would be with thee, I would not leave thee, nor forsake thee. if you find Joshua chapter one verse six, uh, the Bible says, "Be strong and of a good courage, God was trying to encourage Joshua. find Joshua chapter one verse seven, you find again God saying be only be thou strong and very courageous joshua had one foot, and i explained my two theories to you whichever one works for you is fine look at exodus exodus chapter 3 verse 5 god is speaking to moses he says he said draw not nigh knife either. put off thy shoes moses from off thy feet Concerning Moses for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. When God speaks about Joshua, He talks about the foot and the shoe. When he speaks about Moses, he talks about the shoes and the feet. So it's a suggestion there. Is that it was used metaphorically or it was direct implication that the man had lost one leg in the fight? If you check in Joshua chapter 5, verse 15 to buttress my point even the more the Bible says, and the captain of the Lord of hosts said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from thy foot. For the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. So i do when it speaks concerning Moses, so yeah, I see you get it now. When it speaks concerning Moses, it speaks about Moses having shoes and feet. When it speaks about Joshua, it talks about a man with one leg. He had lost one leg in the battle. So God was saying, I don't care if you have one leg out if you can just put your Foot on it. Oh, yeah, gosh. Shall I you see that? George, see that. I'm not started yet. The of, oh, yeah, thank you. Who did that there? Uh, the other school of thought says that it was not a, a direct explanation, it was something that was metaphorical. That means when you have one foot on something, it is an indication. Maybe you are not too sure of what you are doing, but you are going on, anyways. I love my heart too, sir. Thank you. Uh, another, another explanation says that maybe you are not too prepared Head, uh, for what you are doing but you are in it anyways But here's what the Lord is saying uh, that whether or not you are sure or you are prepared uh, if you can just put your foot on it uh, I have a shut oh God I feel like preaching now if you can put your foot on it uh, something is going to happen in your life uh, it was not the stone of David that killed Goliath uh, it was the angel of the Lord that took Goliath out uh, so you may not be ill may not be properly prepared or feel ill prepared but the lord is saying i'm not waiting for your total preparation if you can just identify the mountain of the lord that you want to take over and put your foot on it something is going to happen in your life how do i know that the bible speaks concerning david that when he threw the stone towards goliath he fell face Forward. If it was the stone that killed Goliath, you and I know that it would have fallen backwards. But he fell face forward. That means there was an angel of the Lord who stood behind Begolai and said, boy, you just throw the sun, i give him a knock on his head. It was not the shout that brought down the walls of Jericho. It was the angel of the Lord who sat on the walls of Jericho. The Lord is saying, you may have one foot. You remember, it was Joshua who brought down the walls of Jericho. So you may have one foot. And this is significant because this is the Joshua generation. The Joshua generation means that we do not have it all together yet. But there is something on our life that if we can just put one foot on it, something is going to happen in our life. What am I saying standpoint doesn't have it all together yet. Our sound is not good. Our place is not ours yet. We don't have the right equipment. But we are putting our foot in our butcher and we are confident that something is getting ready to happen in this place put the drummer on the drum I feel like preaching now the bible says audacity now you do not have all the microphones together yet but if you can just put your foot on it just one foot is good enough for God to change your life around you may not have all the money for the project but just identify the project and say project here in the word of the lord the bible says says anywhere the soul of my future straight upon it is given to me i am reminded of four leprous men in the scriptures who said if we sit here we'll die if we stay in the corner room we'll die if we stay in the other room we'll die but we're gonna take a move and they went into the city they were leprous but god amplified your step i don't know who you are here i don't know the plans and the businesses that you have going on the Lord sent me to tell you if you can just make the move, stop waiting for the partners to show up, make the move. Stop waiting for the right atmosphere. Make the move. Stop waiting for the right income. Make the move. Stop waiting for the right atmosphere. Make the move. Stop waiting for the right place. Make the move. Stop waiting for the right man make the move. If you can just make the move with your one leg, God is going to give you the territory i am reminded of esther she was not waiting for her to become a citizen in the land she moved from being a slave in the land to become the queen in the land can you imagine that shola that the girl who was slave yesterday would have been believing god for a green card or something that would get out into the system but god moved her from being a slave to being the queen in the land you know why she had Mordecai, who was in the corner room or in the other room preaching and telling Esther could it be possible that you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this it's time to take advantage of where you are just go in Esther and put your foot on it the Bible says she said to Mordecai tell them to fast and pray it's not enough to fast and pray you gotta do something about it she went to the palace of the king she said if I perish I perish but you know the story God gave them the victory because she put her foot on it slap your neighbor Holy Ghost high five and tell them put your foot on it come and look for four neighbors tell them put your foot on it say put your foot on it I can hear you say put your foot on it The Bible says Peter was arrested, going to be killed. But the church gathered in the other room and began to pray for Peter. Prayer is important. Prayer is key. Prayer is powerful. But the angel of the Lord, Joshua, moved in the prison. Got Peter out of the prison. Peter came to the room whilst they were praying for him. But Docas was tired of being in the corner and in the other room. Docas went to the door and told them, The miracle you've been waiting for is no longer in here, it's at the door. I don't know who you are believing god for a breakthrough that will change your life Uh, the lord sent me to tell you uh, stop waiting on me Uh, i am waiting on you uh, to open the door kept praying for Peter when the miracle was already at the door they said to the doctors. you are beside yourself you must be mad God can do it like this we should have fasted 40 days now we just had a brain but the Bible says Peter kept knocking at the door there is an opportunity that has been knocking at your door for weeks now the Lord sent me to tell you I don't know who I'm preaching to but your blessing is at the door your breakthrough is at the door your miracle is at the door your amen is at the door Get your anointing to your marketplace, amplify Christ in the business place, put your sword on the marketplace, put your light on the marketplace. Be Daniel in Babylon, be Esther in the palace. I'm done tonight. But can I prophesy to somebody? I don't know what you do, I don't care what you have, but the Lord sent me to tell you it is time to take over the anointing to take over is coming upon you today the anointing to overtake is coming upon you today the anointing to recover is coming upon you today i hear the lord say to me run overtake recover all run overtake recover all put your foot on it i don't care if you're joshua with one leg, just put your foot on it, put your foot on the business, put your foot on the blessing, put your foot on the marriage, put your foot on it, I don't care if you're the with bad legs just get to the palace brother the table will come on your leg his glory will follow your story you remember that but i came to preach to you in the name of jesus christ of nazareth it is time to take over it's a time to arise in the strength of the lord i came to prophesy to somebody you are esther and god is about to orchestrate the misbehavior of Vashti. Vashtis are about to misbehave in your office place. And when they start misbehaving in your office place, it is just a sign that is a setup for you to come into your place. Brother, the Lord told me to tell you, but I don't know who you are. I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus that it is your season. It is your time. It is your season. It is your time. You are coming out of your other room. Go away head. Put your foot on it. Put your foot on it. Did I tell you concludes this message. Thank you for listening, and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash StandpointABJ twitter.com slash StandpointABJ instagram.com StandpointABJ and on soundcloud.com StandpointABJ